Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Big Ten Show brought to you by Bookmaker. Find them online at bookmaker.eu. Better yet, tweet them today, bookmaker underscore EU, and you can get a $100 free play for free. Check them out at bookmaker.eu for all the lines and all the games. Welcome into another edition of the Big Ten Show presented to you by Jacobson Seed Company. Our good friends give you the healthy hybrid advantage, making sure your yield in your field goes farther for you so you can sit down and watch the games and enjoy life with your family. You got to check them out, jacobsonseed.com. For all you farmers out there, the healthy hybrid advantage. He's the almost famous Adam Carricker. I'm the much less famous Jeff Turn. Welcome into another edition of the Big Ten Show presented to you by Jacobson Seed Company. And you can find us on Believe, on SI.com. At Bally's, of course, on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify. Don't forget 93.7, the ticket in Lincoln. Don't forget that. Boom, our friends in Lincoln as well. Adam, listen, there's a lot to get to today. We're going to get to uh, a quick take on Harbaugh, Michigan. We're going to talk about all the games coming up this weekend. But I got to start with what happens in your bed, okay? And... (laughs) My wow, this could take a while or just two minutes. <laughs> My question is this Has there ever been a moment where you wanted to take Paul Bunyan's axe and bring it to bed with you and your lovely wife? <laughs> no, so a couple of things, real quick. PJ Wait a second, Fleck, go Wait ahead, a second. Go Minnesota wins the game, they get the yep. Paul Bunyan axe, they got the that, that's against Wisconsin, they get the the, the pig. Against uh against Iowa, I think it's a little awkward to bring the pig to bed. Uh, it's, I think it's a little awkward to maybe bring the axe to bed. But on KFan this week in Minneapolis, PJ Fleck said that the Floyd of Rosedale pig spent his night back in Minnesota at the Fleck home. He went on to say that when the University of Minnesota won Paul Bunyan's axe against Wisconsin, it ended up in bed with him and his wife Heather. Your reaction is what? So a couple of things. All right. Number one, PJ Flex a little odd. It's part of what I love about him. He he's made that Minnesota football program as good as they've been for decades. So give him credit there. He's a little odd. He's a little unusual, which is why I know Nebraska fans can't stand him. And then I point out, well, every year he beats us with less talent. So that sucks. He's just an unusual individual. What it shows me is that his wife and him apparently like to do crazy things okay number two it tells me that pj fleck is indeed a little lot it also shows me how important these games are to him actually if i'm a minnesota fan i actually everyone else is going to find it weird okay but if i'm a minnesota fan i'm like dude our, our coach is a little off the wall but he is passionate about these games couple other random sidebars did you know that the average sexual encounter between a man and a woman lasts about seven minutes Oh, that's, about, yeah, that's, that's what I would have guessed. Is that a little long for you? It seemed like no. you were like, man, that seems long for me. So, here, uh, true story. Uh, Put zero on the end of it, baby. Hey, my wife doesn't watch this show, so she'll never know I said this. Every once in a while, I go, hey, Ange, you got seven minutes? And she just starts <laughs> laughing because she knows exactly what I mean. That's right. Well, I would have guessed over five, under ten. So, yeah, man, that's there about right, man. That's about right. That's about right. I mean, dude, like, let's let's be real. All right, listen, we 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 aren't trying to end up on days of our lives in some scene there, man. So we're good, right? Not a big deal. All night long is such a full of crap saying. Like, who has oh, ever yeah. done that? Who has oh, the cardiovascular? Oh, oh yeah. Who has the cardiovascular endurance? Let alone Nobody the other does. kind of endurance. I do have a question though. Real. I do got a yeah. question though. Yeah. Um, it seems a little dangerous to have to spoon the axe though, man. Like that thing. That Ooh. thing seems yeah. 
Uh, maybe he doesn't want any more kids and he doesn't care i don't know i I can't defend it's got to be the cover if you ain't got the cover i can't defend you man Uh, all right so so next let's get to that game a little bit more okay Okay. because minnesota beats iowa and still reaction days later i mean i have seen so many cut up videos of all the refs missed all these failed uh fair catch attempts earlier in the game why did they call it that first of all cooper DeGene, you are a stud okay you should Mm -hmm. be playing quarterback wide receiver running back center all at the same time Hike it yep. to yourself, throw it to yourself, run into the end zone, okay? Like, th- yep. that's what you should do. Dude is spectacular. I don't care what the rules say. That should have been a touchdown, man. Like, I don't care what the rules say. That should have been a touchdown. That was awesome. Now, so, what did you make of all of that and how it went down And at that point in the game? So, before we, we go too much further, and I forget to mention this, for the folks who follow us on a continual basin, uh, ba- basis, easy for me to say, every week going forward starting next week, it's Monday and Wednesday. We will be recording Mondays and Wednesdays. All right. Jeff, you know, he just went AWOL every Sunday. No excuse. No reason. Just, did, you know, ghosted me. No, I'm just kidding. It was church. Mondays and- I was going to church. Oh, now, now you are full of crap, Mr. Miami. All right. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to boo college kids. Anyways, I digress. So Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, my take on that was. If you do that hand motion with one of your arms. Now, he wasn't calling fair catch. He was telling his no. teammates to get, get away. away. Yep. But that doesn't matter. All that matters is you did the hand motion. That's a fair catch signal. It's that simple. The fact that they missed him earlier on, I don't know. We can go through every call if you'd like. The fact is on that call. Now, here's where, there's two, two reasons because this happens all the time. I see it all the time where a guy will be like, ah, nope, never mind, I'm going to catch it, but the ref blows it dead and everyone goes, offense comes out, defense comes out, nobody sure. bats an eye. This one is different because it literally was the difference in the ball game. because, of course, Correct. Iowa's offense isn't going to score, even though they're at midfield, so this nope. was the difference in the ball game. The other thing is the refs didn't blow it dead immediately. Right. They let it play out. Right. Had they blown right. it dead immediately, it wouldn't have been a big deal. If the game wasn't on the line, it wouldn't have been a big deal. The fact is this happens all the time. Nobody thinks twice, but they didn't blow it dead. It was the deciding factor in the game. Ergo, it's a big deal, and it should be. The refs got the call right, but they handled it wrongly. I agree with you. All of that makes sense to me. I was a little disappointed that it didn't count because it was a sick play. It would have mm-hmm. kept my hopes alive for Iowa to win the Big Ten. Nope. Those are squad douched at this point. Uh, it's not over a, yet. Uh, it's it's over not yet. over yet. Dude, I mean, they can't even get the ball in the other team's territory and run positive plays. Like, it's just ugh. they had two positive yards in the second half, two whole <laughs> yards of off. And I've had this, and I've sat here and I've defended that nonsense. So that's my fault. All right. So, um, oh, th- thank God for Iowa. They 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 can have a bye week and and just try to chill from that. So not the end of the stats will probably go up in the national rankings while they sit at home because they can't do any worse. <laughs> can't do any worse, man. Can't do any worse. All right. He's Adam Carricker, former NFL tight end, former NFL defensive end. I would have loved to see him play tight end. Should have been a tight end. Should have been a tight end. Oh, my God. Why is that so funny? Should I be offended if you're laughing? What's going on? (laughs) Um, What'd you run a 40 at, by the way? Uh, My senior day at Nebraska, I was 291. I ran a 472. Dude, I ran a 445. No, you did not. Yeah, I did, and then I ran four more seconds to complete pounds. the forty. You're also I ran a four four. Pounds. I ran a four four five, and then I ran four more seconds and completed the forty. All right, that's how was it your works. Son, was your son doing the clock? Like handheld? What was the deal here? You're not listening. I ran. I ran a four four. What was that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We got a thumbs up. You're like, yeah, dude. He ran a four dude, four that five. Was so weird. I think it was my mouse. That's crazy. All right. That, hey, that by the way, my favorite. Weird. 
My favorite part of the intro is that I'm almost famous, but you're even less famous than almost famous. I love that every time I pop for it. (laughs) All right, man, I want to move on. I want to move on. Harbaugh and the sign-stealing stuff, okay? So, first of all, uh, those that have been hiding under a rock, what's happened is there was a Michigan staffer that is accused of traveling to games and uh, looking at the signs of the other teams, bringing back that information and utilizing it for Michigan during their game planning and during the game. Now, in the NFL, there would be no problem with this, right? Like, you can advance scout. If you're sitting there, you're looking like, as long as you are not recording practices and doing those sorts of things, anything nefarious, you can go scout the team, figure out stuff. Oh, I see this or that, write it down. There's no advanced scouting in college football. That's number one. Number two, he's recording these things, bringing it back. So there's a little bit of, of gray area there. I, I I have not heard anyone that has reacted to this say, oh my gosh, Michigan was stealing signs. That's the first time I've ever heard of that in college football. Mark Sanchez, I heard yesterday on Fox, everybody does it. Uh, Brock Heward, who played both college and NFL football, said everybody does it in college football. Mark Sanchez uh, played in the NFL too. <laughs> I understand. I'm just naming off these guys. Right? Go ahead. Mark, Mark Sanchez is a little bit more recognizable than my main man, Brock Hewitt. All right? Just making hey, a point. Two AFC championship games. Put some respect on Mark Sanchez's name, I, my friend. Okay, sorry. I think everybody understood. So <laughs> I just wonder to you, first of all, I wasn't shocked. Secondly, I don't think that this is going to end up being like the nail in the coffin for Harbaugh. But I did find it interesting that he said publicly and on the record he has no idea what's going on, which I don't know. That to me is sort of where I'm like, really? Um, I don't think the book should be thrown at him for this. I I think a, a fine and a slap on the wrist. But there's the stuff that happened earlier this year with the cheeseburger and Harbaugh missing games that may compound the conversation. Where are we at? That's exactly my point. This, So a couple of things real quick before I'll get to the accumulation of things, which was your point. And that, to me, that's more of the concern. All right. First of all, everybody tries to steal signs, but here's the difference. All right. By the way, not filming of practices of your future opponents, that's news to Bill Belichick. All right. I digress. I apologize for that. I really don't, but I had to point that out. All right. So here's the deal. By the way, no Tom Brady, no Spygate. How you doing, Bill? He's got way more Super Bowl rings than I'll do. I'll sit here and shut up while I talk. All right. Here Just we go. Just beat the Bills, man. What you talking about? Dude, the Bills are so up and down. They're like one of the best and worst teams all at once. All right, we'll stick to Big Ten football. My apologies. So here's the deal. Everybody tries to steal signs on game day. It is what that's why you have multiple signs with Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and all this crap that are held that some teams still do. And then you've got the 14 quarterbacks on the sidelines all given the signs because there's only one guy whose actual signs matter, but everybody knows they're trying to steal your signs. Here's the difference. That's day of the game, and that's legal, and that's understood. Correct. I've said before on this show, I don't care if you like a rule or not, okay? If the rule is in place, you got to follow it or get the rule changed. It says you cannot advance scout. In other words, you can't send somebody to a future opponent and try to scout them live. Now, does everybody try to steal signs on the day of the game? Yes. Yes. That is not a surprise, but there's a rule against what, what Michigan did. Michigan appears to have done it. Seems sure likely they broke the rule. Now, that rule in of itself, I think what Ar- Harbaugh already had this year, three, four game suspension by itself, whatever the case may be, is appropriate. To your point, the accumulation of things is where he might get in a little bit more trouble. Now, I'll be honest with you. The NCAA won't get to this for about 84 years. So I, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I'm more concerned about what the Big Ten does because they'll react quicker. Also, college football playoff rankings come out next week. 
it's kind of like what was it nancy kerrigan and tanya harding okay not not like having somebody jacked up in the locker room but like when tanya went to the olympics there was no chance she was getting gold she also wasn't that good way better at me than ice skating i'll break my face but my point is the judges had that in the back of their mind. Do you think the college football playoff committee, the Big Ten might give him sanctions quicker than the NCAA by far, but will this affect Michigan and the CFP rankings? I don't think at all, man. I think if they had one loss and they were sort of comparing them to others at this point, I think maybe, but at this point, no, nah, man, I don't think it's going to affect them at all. I think that the college football playoff committee has a lot of time until the end where they can make these decisions uh, based on sort of what happens uh, with this situation, but no, I don't think it affects it at all. So the first rankings come out next Tuesday. You don't think, let's say, Georgia's won. Let's say they're debating between some of these undefeated teams, whether it's Washington, Oklahoma, Michigan, who else is up there, Ohio State. You don't think maybe the committee might bump Michigan down to third or fourth rather nope. than first or second because of, hey, you not might because not win this. this game. Not the because past. of this. Oh, you know, no. Okay. I mean, I mean um, my favorite comment from all this was from Kirby Smart who said, um, relating back to when they mollywopped Michigan, um, no, I don't think that was a part of the equation. Something <laughs> 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 along those lines, like, no, nah, if, if they did, it really wasn't working, man, because uh, you saw what happened when we took on uh, Michigan funny. during that game. So, yeah, that's that, a great that's line. Funny. Yeah, anyway, I love that. Uh, I think at this point, no, it's not going to be it's not going to be something. And again, they have a bye week this week, so plenty of time to get their lawyers involved. Have this go away. He's Adam Kierker. I'm Jeff Turn. This is the Big Ten Show. Uh, can we move on to Michigan State? Yes, sir. Do it. Okay. A lot of stuff coming out about Michigan State and Mel Tucker, and I'm going to leave that for everybody to read the actual reporters and not gas baggers like us reacting to that specific story. Uh, but let's let's talk about the opening because. You've had Nick Saban be the head coach there. Um, Mike D'Antonio, who is, um, was really, really good there. Mel Tucker comes in year one. Bam, man, look what we did. We started off great. And then everything eroded on and off the field. Um, Urban Meyer's name comes up for all these sorts of things. Uh, is there a short list, though? Because Urban's not going to take the job. He says he's not going to coach college football again. Uh, is there a short list for you of a couple of names that you think might be a fit? at Michigan State. I mean, off the top for me, I think Pat Narduzzi at Pitt, and I think P.J. Fleck, if they want to throw the bag at him to get him out of Minnesota, uh, and then Mike Elko at Duke. Those are like my three that I have on my short list. So first of all, the happiest school in America right now is Colorado because Mel Tucker is no longer there, and they got Deion, Deion. Sanders. Yeah, yeah, they are yeah. the happiest school in America. First Forward before, thinking man. there, yeah, right. Oh, man. So they, my next thought was to look at this job by its like in of itself. How appealing is this job? Okay, first of all, I don't I don't trust anything Urban Meyer says. You ever, I don't. I mean, you been to East Lansing? I've never been. Me I'm just either. putting myself in the shoes of a prospective coach. Right. I'm the little brother to Michigan, Ohio State. We're gonna have to play every year, even when they get rid of divisions. You're gonna play Ohio State way more often than not. You're gonna play Michigan every year. Penn State way more often than not. And you're going to have to recruit against these teams. Like, they're not going to get, uh, if, if even if Urban said he would take the job, you're not going to get an Urban Meyer. Probably not. Okay. And I know for a fact, Urban Meyer met with Trev Alberts last year. And if you remember that day, because it was the Nebraska game, I forget who they were playing. I think Oklahoma. Urban Meyer was giddy on the set and even stupidly predicted Nebraska to beat Oklahoma. Then it was like 4,000 to nothing at halftime Sooners. 
But I, I got he thought, the he, was, feeling, he thought he was getting the bag, didn't dude, he? He thought he was getting the bag. I think had Nebraska offered, he would have taken it. So my point is I don't trust anything Urban Meyer says. Great coach, not going to trust his word because I think if he gets a great opportunity or a good one, he'll take it. I digress. If I'm a top coach, I'm not excited about Michigan State. Now, that doesn't mean you can't get a good coach. I go to a couple of guys. I think you brought up a couple of really good names, okay? Uh, the Duke head coach, what's his name again? Remind me. Mike Elko. Okay, Narduzzi at Pitt, I think, is a good option. Okay, I do think Mark Stoops, P.J. Fleck, Urban Meyer would be all great options. Stoops ain't leaving Kentucky to go to Michigan State. I don't think Fleck leaves Minnesota to go to Michigan State. I, I think that's a lateral move, okay? Yeah, Urban point. Meyer, I don't think he's taking Michigan State, but he might take a job a step above it. Now, the two names that stood out to me above the ones that you mentioned because those were good options, okay, Lance Leipold and Jake Deckert of Washington State and Lance at Kansas. And here's why they stick out to me. They're completely opposite. Okay, Jake is 40 years old. Lance is 59. So if I'm Michigan State, am I looking to get a young guy who can build us for the long term, but there's a little more riskiness in how, how effective he might actually be? Then I'm going with Jake. If I want a guy who's going to build us but may not be here for past five years, but a little bit more of a guarantee, I'm going with Lance Leipold. You look at Lance, 59 years old. Okay, probably a solid five-year plan. I don't know about beyond that. Wisconsin Whitewater, he was there for eight years, 109 wins, six losses, six Division Three national championships, and they had a runner-up year as well. Then he went to Buffalo, who was the worst team in the MAC. His first three years were a little rough. Last three, okay, they were 24-10 and 10 and 17-4 and four in the MAC. Okay, he left them one of the best programs in the conference. Now they're one of the worst again since he's been gone. Goes to Kansas, and Kansas was the worst Power 5 job in America. We ain't talking basketball. We're talking football. Okay, 5-0 and start to last year. Then their starting quarterback goes down. They Then they were ranked for the first time since 2009. They still made a bowl game for the first time since 2008. All right, now you look at Jake. All right, WSU has coach, head coach. There's not as much to know about him. He's only been a head coach for a short term. He's only 40 years old. I've been to Pullman. I took a recruiting visit there. I grew up two hours from there in Tri-City, Washington. No, it's not. There's nothing to do but beautiful. drink. I've been drunk once in my though. life. I've been drunk. No, it's not. I've been drunk once in my life. I'm, I'm not. Mike Leach always told me it was beautiful. Mike Leach always told me it was beautiful. He told me this place is gorgeous. He'd walk from his house to work every day because he said it was so beautiful. Dude, Mike Leach also coached in Lubbock, Texas, and Starkville, Mississippi. So, of course, so Pullman, looks beautiful. <laughs> and, and all due respect to one of the best ever. All right, rest in peace, my man. But here's the deal. I've only been drunk once in my life. I took three recruiting visits. I canceled the one to Oregon. Washington never called up yours, UW. I went to Nebraska, Oregon State, and I didn't even want to go to WSU, but I went there because I wanted to get drunk. The only time I ever got drunk because nobody would know me and I knew I wasn't going there. And I lived an hour and a half from there. All right, I digress. Now, he's only been a head coach for a year or two. Now, their offense, he's done some great things. My point is it's hard to recruit there. It's hard to be consistently good. So the job he's done is that much more impressive. They're averaging 534 yards of offense. A game that's six in the country, 406 pass yards, which is second in the country only to the one of the best passing offenses we've seen in recent interest, uh, history, which is University of Washington with Michael Penix Jr. So to me, those are two other guys who stand out to me. I would personally lean towards Lance because if I'm Michigan State, I'm just trying to get something built. And then if yeah, Lance doesn't stay long term, I can get a higher up head coach after that. I agree with you. I think there's no chance Harlan Barnett, the interim head coach, gets the job. I'll throw two coordinator names out at you. Sean Lewis uh, at Colorado is going to be a name that people are going to float around because of the offense that we've seen this year at Colorado. And the other one is Matt House, who went to Michigan State, former grad assistant, 
uh, in East Lansing. He's been back and forth between college and the NFL. He's the current defensive coordinator at LSU. So there's a couple of coordinator names. And listen, there's going to be quite a few names, I think, that start to rise as the season goes on mm-hmm. and records start to get better. So we'll pay attention to that. It isn't the most marquee job ever either, so that's going to be something to watch as well. He's Adam Carriker. I'm Jeff Turner. Let's move on quickly, man, to the games. we got about four or five minutes left in the show. Let's get to uh, Indiana and Penn State. That's at 11 a.m. on CBS uh, noon Eastern. Penn State's a 22-point favorite. Excuse me, 32-point favorite. After, after they got beat by Ohio State last week, which I was shocked about. But uh, Penn State... Bounce back big time here. I don't know that they covered the 32-point spread. So first of all, I have no problem admitting when I was wrong. I've been banging the Penn State over Ohio me State. Too. Me too. Since last summer. Man, uh, Ohio State's me, a good football team, man. It, it wasn't even a, an eight-point game. I know that's what the final score was, 20-12, right. to 12, but Ohio they State was a two touchdowns. Yeah, yes. Yeah, but they were yeah. two touchdowns better. I know what the final score was. So, hey, I was wrong. Shout out to the Buckeyes. They have two of the most impressive wins of any team in the entire country this year, two top ten wins at the time that they play those teams. Hey, yep. they're as proven as anybody. Shout out to the Buckeyes. All right. Penn State, I mean, can we throw the ball past 10 yards downfield at some point? But With I don't know. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, they just have no wide receiver threats, and we knew that coming into the season. Marvin Harrison Jr. was the difference in that ball game. All right. Maserati Marv. Dude, congrats, Ohio State, Penn State. Thanks for the the bowl full of crow I have to eat now, but it's, I'm cool with it. They're going to beat Indiana. I don't think they cover 32 because Indiana's defense isn't awful. Penn State's offense, as we saw last week, is not as good as I, I had once thought it was. Penn State wins. They don't cover. Uh, Maryland, do they get bowl eligible? They have a chance to this weekend against Northwestern. That's on the Big Ten Network, a noon Eastern kickoff. Maryland favored by almost two touchdowns. I don't care about the spread. I just am, I'm happy for Maryland, man. They're going to be bowl eligible before Halloween because they're going to beat Northwestern on the road. I think Tonga Viola has a big day, um, 16 touchdowns, five picks on the year. He will get over the 2,000-yard mark in this game, uh, somewhere probably around 2,200 after it's all said and done. But I got Maryland in this one. I have Maryland as well. They're coming off a bye week, so they're going to be fresh. Uh, you got Tago Viola versus actually a pretty good pass defense in Northwestern. They're only allowed, allowing – Without looking, can you spell Tonga Viola? No. Give me a spelling. Come on, give me it. Give me it. Try it. I didn't even I didn't even write it here. I wrote T A. Tell me, which I know tell me, get, guess to a tongue of Viola. T U G T A G O V A I L O A. I almost wrote it right, but That'll I anyway. I digress. I'm just happy I can pronounce it right. All right. I called him his brother too. So we got to roll. Quit talking about Maryland. Don't let about me. Move on. Don't let about me. The Wildcats are only giving up 174 pass yards a game. Okay, they're third in the country versus the run. Are on the run, only having 100 or 99 yards per game themselves. They give up a lot of yards on the ground. Maryland doesn't want to run as much. Maryland wins. That's the bottom line of this. Because Adam had a delay <laughs> game, we're skipping the Minnesota-Michigan State game. We've talked about them too much today. Minnesota we're wins. Going, Minnesota wins. We're going to Nebraska-Purdue. How are you guys only favored by two and a half points? Because we have 84 starters out on offense. Did oh, you really? not know You're that? giving us the injury report. I appreciate that. Day, Continue. day one starters. Day one starters, we only have four that are still starting. Everyone else is out. Okay. That's Nebraska wins 14 to seven, and I'm not even sure it's that high scoring. <laughs> the total's 39 half. Finally, Ohio State and Wisconsin. Can Wisconsin slow down the juggernaut that is Ohio State? My short answer is no. Um, I think Ohio State gets after the backup quarterback for Wisconsin, forced a lot of turnovers, at least two or three. Ohio State wins big. Yeah, Ohio State's a 14 and a half point favorite. I don't like the half, but I'm still going to take Ohio State and the over. 
All right, finally, man, before we get out of here on the Big Ten Show, shout out to our friends at Jacobson Seed Company, jacobsonseed.com. Man, the floor is yours. Tell me about Nebraska volleyball because on Saturday night, that was one of the coolest things ever to see them play Wisconsin, and they are rolling. Here's the deal, All right? And I'll, I'll do this in one minute. We got a minute. Yes. Nebraska volleyball is 19-0 at the time we're recording this show. They've played eight ranked teams. That means 42% of their schedule is versus ranked teams. They've Crazy. beaten the number two team in the country, Wisconsin, who had won 30 straight sets in the toughest volleyball conference in America, which was the Big Ten. Then they lost three out of five to Nebraska. They're going to play again at least twice, if not three more times this year, regular season Big Ten and maybe NCAA tournament. Correct. Yep. All right. Nebraska also. Top three most viewed volleyball matches of all time have all been in the past year. They involved Nebraska, Nebraska-Wisconsin this year, Nebraska-Wisconsin last year, and Nebraska-UNO in front of 92,003 people in Memorial Stadium. Let's be real. There is no place like Nebraska. Whether I'm unbiased or not, the facts don't care about your feelings. And listen, man, I, I know women's basketball has taken a big jump forward with momentum, viewership, money, all of that. But, but volleyball in the last two years has been on TV more than I can ever imagine. And you see the scenes from the NCAA tournament. You see the scenes from places like Penn State, Wisconsin, and at Nebraska, where it is the best. Awesome scene. Congratulations to them as well. Final thought for he me today. Iowa tried to duplicate in basketball with Caitlin Clark, the most recognizable name in all of women's sports when it comes to basketball. Okay, fill their football stadium. They did an admirable job. They had 55,000 people most watching. Most ever for Iowa. a women's basketball game. That's, that's cute. He's Adam Garricker. <laughs> I'm Jeff Turn. As another page is turned here on the Big Ten Show. Thanks for listening and look forward to checking in next time.